the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the final week of the 2018 regular session of the Florida Legislature. I'm Bill Bunkley. We are delighted to have you with us this afternoon. Well, I thought I was going to have a few moments to be able to um, completely set up the drama that began during uh, Saturday in a very rare meeting of the Florida Senate. They were in chambers for about eight hours on Saturday debating two bills. Uh, Senate Bill 7026 and Senate Bill 7024, those are the two bills dealing with the Parkland shooting um, package of the response to the Florida legislature. Now, only because we have a vote coming up, it is on final reading. It's on third reading. There has been a debate. There has been an amendment that's been offered to the bill. A little bit unusual at times on third reading, but it is after eight hours of debate. And the snag right now is um, the AR-15s are not going to be banned. We'll talk about what happened on Saturday a little bit later, hopefully. Right now, the, uh, the topic, it was whether or not teachers would have an option to be trained and armed in the classroom. We have um, a, uh, an amendment by Senator Garcia from Miami, Republican, uh, don't know how this vote's going to come down, but so we don't miss the vote. He's making his final presentation. Let's take you to the Senate floor. I ask for your favorable consideration of this, this amendment uh, and the effort to ensure that we very clearly state that instructional personnel will not be able to carry in the classroom. Mr. Garcia, having closed on his amendment, all those in favor of the amendment signify by saying aye. Aye. All those no, show the amendment adopted. Read the next amendment. Late filed amendment barcode 110114 by Senator Farmer. Delete line 10 and insert amendment. Senator Farmer, you're recognized to present your amendment. This is the amendment I just described. Okay, let me explain very quickly what happened. Uh, We'll listen to Senator Farmer. We are bringing you the live debate from the Florida Senate floor this afternoon. All eyes are on the Senate uh, here from across Florida that has to do with the Parkland shooting and the gun debate. And um, earlier this morning... Uh, there was a deal worked out, I guess, among Republicans to put this um, uh, Garcia amendment on the bill. But now we have uh, Senator Farmer, who is on the other side of the aisle, who is a Democrat senator from Fort Lauderdale, who represents Parkland. Let's listen in about his amendment. You are recognized to close on your amendment. Not going to belabor the point, members. Um, you got to decide, do you want guns in the actual classroom? You want them in that close proximity to the students. You want to risk the gun being lost in the classroom, a student finding it. We just heard a story about one of the parade of horribles that can happen when you have a gun in a classroom in Dalton, Georgia. Don't put guns in the classroom. Let's make it clear over this amendment. 
Senator Farmer, having closed on this amendment, all those in favor of the amendment signify by saying aye. Aye. We are back on the amendment as amended. Are there further questions on the amendment? I would say that uh, the amendment was just voted down by Senator Farmer. And uh, now we're back on the main amendment to the bill. And remember that just moments ago, one of the big debates uh, since Saturday and this morning, especially among those on the left, is uh, they have been very much opposed to arming any sort of school personnel. The amendment that just got on the bill removes, quote, vast majority, unquote, of school personnel from being trained and armed on a voice vote, um, arguing that it still includes most teachers. Let's go back to the Senate floor. Amendment to the amendment process, and you heard my explanation at the beginning, so I close. Senator Galvano, having closed on his amendment as amended, all those in favor of the amendment as amended signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed, no. Show the amendment as amended adopted. Read the next amendment. Amendment barcode 126060 by Senator Galvano. Delete lines 864 to 865 and insert amendment. Senator Galvano, you're recognized to present your amendment. Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President, Senators, uh, this amendment changes a criteria that uh, staff had caught in the uh, restraining order, the temporary restraining order for gun possession. There was a subsection 8 that simply said intent to purchase. We wanted to make sure that we included every weapon but also had an attendant threat with that. And so it, it puts in the criteria whether the respondent has used or threatened to use against himself or her herself or others any weapons. And this is part of a list of criteria that the judge can consider when making a determination as to whether to enter the order. And again, that was basically a technical amendment. You listen to the voice of uh, Florida State Senator Bill Galvano. Those of you in Bradenton, very familiar with the senator, he's your senator, will be the Senate president uh, during the next two years if the Republican chamber holds the House. Let's go to current Senate President Joe Negron as we listen to the vote. Is there debate on the bill? Is there debate on the bill? Senator Rodriguez, you are recognized in debate. All right, we have apparently you, Mr. Uh, gone into the final debate, so let's listen in. This is Democrat Jose Javier Rodriguez from Miami. Democrat. Remarks initially to the portion of the bill that we just uh, discussed and, and amended that has to do with uh, arming teachers and other school employees. And I think that for me, fundamental in terms of our response to yet another school massacre is that a response to gun violence should not be to put more guns in our schools. It has long been part of the NRA's wish list to try to eliminate as many safe zones as possible. And unfortunately, the provisions in this bill that allow arming teachers do just that. And I think that if, if you were to think that this is a new idea, arming teachers, I, I would remind you some of the things that have come up recently with respect to uh, the fact that this, this became one of the NRA priorities after Sandy Hook. After Sandy Hook, uh, the NRA was promoting 
laws all over the country to eliminate schools as safe zones, to put guns in our schools in the hands of teachers and hands of other school employees. And the, the language that we just voted on, again, uh, does not correct the fact that teachers in many cases will be able to have guns in the classroom while they are in a teaching relationship with the students. Uh, other teachers that aren't classroom teachers that instruct our students perform all kinds of things related to students' educations um, will be able to be armed under this language. And I think that, again, to, to make the point that this is not a new idea, that this is fulfilling part of the NRA's dream, something they've been pushing for a while, I would just cite House Bill 753 from 2014, one of the bills that was making its way through the legislature. Uh, I, when I pulled it up, it's CS for CS for CS, which made, tells me that it made it almost all the way through, if not all the way to the floor. Uh, and this is a program, again, this is back in 2014, after Sandy Hook. This is uh, obviously uh, quite some time ago relative to the recent events. But this is a very similar program to what is, is, is now going to be in here. And it would allow uh, a superintendent school board to authorize what's called a school safety designee to have a concealed weapon. It would allow, uh, um, it, would, it, it zeroes in on uh, uh, retired or, or former law enforcement and military, uh, which is one of the big exceptions in this amendment we just voted on. Again, uh, if a classroom teacher is also a track coach, then they can carry a weapon with them in the classroom. Uh, if they are uh, JROTC, in the JROTC program, they can carry a weapon as they're teaching students. If they're former or current service members or law enforcement, and they're also teaching in the classroom, they can carry a weapon. And, uh, you know, and again, this is uh, part of what has been an NRA wish list for a long time, which is, again, taking down the safe zones that we have. And one of the other things that is talked about when we talk about this program for arming teachers is that it is, it is voluntary or that, uh, well, I think we need to understand the context here to understand that uh, it is not just voluntary, and this is not something that's already going on that we're just codifying and creating safeguards around. A couple of very important points. The authority that Grady Judd relies on, in, in, in my view, hangs by a thread. All right, we're going to be taking a quick time out uh, here. All right, uh, we, uh, a lot of people are listening to the feed this afternoon because uh, all the state is looking, all eyes are upon the Florida Senate right now. And uh, you have been listening to one of the Democratic senators uh, who has been in opposition to the bill, Senator Jose Javier Rodriguez. What we're doing is bringing you exclusive coverage of the final debate in the Florida Senate. This bill is going to be voted on. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a lot of debate back and forth, which will be educational to you. Uh, once the Florida Senate uh, decides exactly their posture on this bill, 
and uh, has a final vote on it. If it's uh, if the vote is positive, it will then go to the Florida House, and the Florida House has been waiting for the Senate bill to come over uh, to be able to take up that bill. Uh, and then they'll be uh, considering both of them. Now, in a moment, uh, we're going to take a timeout and uh, get our first opportunity in for a break. But I want to take this uh, moment to remind you that uh, our Regnery Publishing Book Giveaway is in full steam for the month, month of March. And uh, this month, we have uh, Scott A. Husing, his book, Echo in Ramadi, the firsthand story of U.S. Marines in Iraq's deadliest city. And um, it is a gripping and a deeply personal account of the modern urban combat that uh, our brave men and women have been engaged in. And between now until March 31st, you can enter to win one of five Regnery Publishing books from uh, our not only our sister organization, Regnery, but those of us right here at am860theanswer.com and am930theanswer.com. And by the way, those are the two websites I invite you to go to right now. If you're by your home or office PC or have your cell phone handy, that's am860theanswer.com or am930theanswer.com. Both of those you can click on the contest tab in the menu bar. And by the way, tomorrow, the next day, all the way up to the end of March, you can go to those two websites and register once a day over and over and over again. And if you really want to have an opportunity to um, uh, get that uh, bill, uh, that book, I should say, uh, that would be your opportunity to do that. Again, that's am860theanswer.com, am930theanswer.com. Now, when we come back, we are in final debate on committee substitute for Senate Bill 7026. That's one of the two bills in the Florida Senate dealing with the uh, comprehensive package response to the Parkland shooting Um, we'll have more to talk about what happened uh, in the Saturday session, hopefully later on in the broadcast. But uh, we're going to be hearing final debate from both Republicans and uh, Democrats on the bill. Of course, Democrats very much are going to be speaking out against arming teachers in the classroom. And, of course, the Republicans will talk about the fact that it's very, very limited in nature. But your exclusive Florida coverage right here on the Bill Bunkley Show as uh, we will bring you directly to the Senate floor. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into Jesus political issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. I'm just so upset. I'm having so much trouble getting to sleep. Only to wake up in the middle of the night worrying all over again. I'm wearing down. There's no one I trust, no one I can open up to. But I've got to find someone I can talk to. I can't keep going on like this. 
She found help, and so can you. We are Faithful Counseling, the world's largest platform for faith-based professional counseling. Our Christian counselors are all licensed, trained, and experienced, qualified and certified by the state board. But more importantly, we share your Christian values. Available 24-7 by text, messaging, phone, and video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. We'd like to invite you to try your first week free by going to FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word HELP. That's FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word HELP to get your first week free. Faithful Counseling, we're here when you need us. Hi, Bill Bunkley, and welcome back to our exclusive coverage of the Florida Legislature 2018 session. And today, a very pivotal day, the the package of legislation between that and the uh, resignation of senators early on in the session in January has totally uh, disrupted the flow of this session. And right now, the Florida Senate, after a an eight-hour session on Saturday, is now on the final debate for Senate Bill 7026. That is one of two bills that represents the package uh, of the response of the Florida Senate to the Parkland shooting. This will be voted out, I anticipate, after the debate. It will go to the Florida House, uh, and uh, probably tomorrow the next day we'll have them take it up and see what parts they'll accept, what parts it will probably be uh, amended out. So I'm going to take you back to the floor of the Florida Senate. And right now, a representative from right in our area, St. Petersburg, from Senate District 19, Democrat Daryl Rawson, who is opposed to the bill, is speaking in debate. Let's listen in. In terms of mental health, heroin currently ranks as the number one opioid-related source of drug overdose among United States teens. This substance alone accounts for more than a quarter of all adolescent overdose deaths, including non-opioid deaths. The next most common opioid source of fatalities is a group of completely synthetic substances that includes medications, prescriptions. Drugs. Overall, the rate of fatal opioid overdoses increased by more than threefold between 1999 and 2015 amongst teenagers. Before Parkland, 10 to 12 people were dying every day in this state. After Parkland, 10 to 12 people are dying every day in this state. And at one point, this legislature and Chair Pasadomo, thank you, had endorsed an allocation of $40 million to deal with mental health, substance abuse, and the overall mental health of our students and their families. But after Parkland, that more than doubled to now the bill 
contains $105 million in mental health assistance allocation, mental health first aid training, CAT teams, and mobile crisis teams. That's huge. That's huge. Because those children are suffering, and our children all across this state in middle schools and high schools are suffering and having mental health crises. So as I vote against this bill, I want to be able to explain, as we do for almost every piece of legislation, there's something in it for us that pushes a button. But there are oftentimes solutions embedded in between the bad stuff. And so I want to thank Senator Galvano, Mr. President, for that section of this bill that is transformative, that for the first time in the history, we are dealing with mental health. And I don't know what the answer is. I just know I have to show up and advocate. I don't know whether it was the gun or the mental health of the person with the gun or both. But we must do all we can. And so I supported a ban on assault weapons. I support not arming teachers. And for me, that's the deal breaker. But I also support the fact that should this bill pass, we're doing more for the mental health of our students than we've ever done. And that's commendable. Thank that you. the voice of Mr. Senator Darrell Wilson from uh, St. Petersburg, District 19, Democrat opposed to the bill. We are listening in on the live debate in the Florida Senate on the Parkland shooting package. And Senator Rusan, uh, thank you for, for your comments in your debate, but for those reasons, I'm standing up in favor of this. This is bill. Republican Senator Rene Garcia from Good District morning. 36, Hialeah, who had just yes. uh, presented the amendment that got on the bill just it's moments ago. Formative in nature, when we look at what we've, we've done in the state of Florida, we are, we're talking about raising the age to 21 years of who can purchase these weapons, prohibiting bump stocks, and more, most importantly, school hardening. It took a travesty in Parkland for us to have this debate. And that's why I know that those lives lost, not only in Parkland, but those in Fort Lauderdale and those in Orlando and Pulse will not go in vain because of what we're doing here today. And Senator Russo, when you talk about mental health, thank you. What we're doing here for mental health, something we should have done 10, 15, 20 years ago, trying to address the issue. Because when we look at the issue of the violence that we're having in our communities, whether you want to see it's gun violence or any type of violence, that common denominator that usually exists is mental health, either a lack of diagnosis or a lack of treatment. 
and this bill with the 104, $105 million that we're going to put into mental health is going to go such a long way to help individuals. When we look at the school mental health program, there's $69 million in school mental health, mental health first aid training, $6.7 million, CAT teams, $9 million, almost $10 million, and the mobile response team, $18 million. <clears throat> and what I love about this bill is the emphasis that we do put on mental health, especially in our schools. That's where it all starts, in our schools, especially in our primary schools. So when we look at the program with the <clears throat> mental health first aids, how amazing is that, that we're going to train personnel, have money to train personnel to be able to identify students who may have a mental health problem. If we capture that student early, we can get them into treatment or a program. So by having those first uh, mental health first aid trainers on, on site, the next step will be to refer that student to a counselor. Hey, Bill Bunkley here, and uh, we are not bringing you sound bites. We are bringing you exclusive live coverage of the final debate going on right now in the Florida Senate on Senate Bill 726, one of two Senate bills to address the Parkland shooting. We'll have more live coverage keeping you informed right here on the Bill Bunkley Show after the break. Don't go away. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. A former Trump campaign aide is refusing to comply with a subpoena from special counsel Robert Mueller on Russia. Sam Nunberg told MSNBC he does not believe he should have to hand over emails he exchanged with former colleagues, including Roger Stone and Steve Bannon. Nunber, who was an early Trump campaign advisor, says he will not appear before a grand jury. The president says he may visit Jerusalem in May for the opening of the new U.S. embassy. If his schedule permits, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with President Trump in the Oval Office today. Seems Hollywood may not be as relevant as they'd like to believe. Viewership for the Academy Awards last night plunged 20% from last year. And on Wall Street today, the Dow closing up 337 to 24,875. NASDAQ up 73 to 7331. S&P closing up 30 to 2721. You're listening to SRN News. Get an early start with God's Word. Weekday mornings at 6, it's Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Knowing how to live, which is wisdom, and how to apply biblical truth is more important than making money. And at 6.30, Grace to You with John MacArthur. To humble myself and accept some difficulty in human life, to have the joy of heaven, is a simple choice for me. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Are you looking for direction in your life? Here's today's Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. Jesus took the occasion to say to the crowd that he saw something dangerous in this young man's attitude. He took this conversation with this young man that everybody was listening to, and he used that conversation to warn the larger audience about a danger that he saw in this younger man's life. And we see the warning in verse 15. And so he said to them, beware and be on your guard against every form of greed. He said, beware. 
And Jesus adds this word, for not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. Dr. Robert Jeffress is heard Monday through Friday on your station. To learn more, go to ptv.org. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? Find a job you can believe in and get excited about at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings. They connect devoted people like you with thoughtful employers that share your values. Once you log on and see the quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Log on to ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Please make your life-saving gift right now by calling 855-353-HOPE, 855-353-4673, 855-353-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at Let's Talk Faith. 855-353-4673. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. And uh, boy, what a final week. Week number nine of the 2018 session of the Florida Legislature. And uh, we, uh, I tell you what, it has been one for the record books. I've been here 22, 23 years, and the drama that's unfolding in the last few days here uh, is something that uh, is rarely seen. Now, normally, we would be only be talking about uh, wrapping up the budget. And by the way, that has to be wrapped up and on the table, the desk tomorrow, uh, for this legislature to be able to adjourn on time on, uh, by the end of uh, business on uh, Friday night. Uh, We don't know if that's going to happen, but I want to tell you that right now we are bringing you exclusive live coverage. This is our Florida coverage right here on our answer stations, taking you directly to the floor of the Florida Senate. They are debating Senate Bill 7026, and this is happening live as we speak. Uh, Just uh, uh, thousands of people around the state, all eyes are on the legislature, those on the left of course, have wanted to uh, have a ban of AR-15 type of uh, rifles. That's not going to happen. They also are vehemently opposed to uh, having uh, any kind of teacher, school personnel adequately trained to be able to defend students. They don't want guns in the classrooms. Of course, uh, those on the the right, the Republicans, uh, certainly a conservative report uh, approach to this. One big thing coming out of this bill, which is what I think is the major issue, and that is a, a very huge package for mental health, for crisis intervention teams, for uh, those uh, uh, coordination with schools when we have some students that seem to be disconnecting, and uh, that's a very big part of the package. So 
as uh, we are monitoring. Let's take you back to the floor of the Florida uh, Senate. This is Senator Audrey Gibson. She is uh, a Democrat from representing Jacksonville, Florida. Let's go ahead and listen in to her comments in this final debate. Legislation and the legislature finds that there is that there is a need to comprehensively address the crisis of gun violence, including but not limited to gun violence on school campuses. So it's a it's a broader um, intent than just on the school campus. But the idea in my in my mind is that you want to stop the perpetrator before they ever get there. So I think um, when uh, Senator Garcia said we, we could do more, well, we've spent a lot of time on this legislation, including all day Saturday, and we can do more. We can do more to secure the perimeter to keep the perpetrator off the campus to begin with, as opposed to arming people inside with a firearm that is never gonna make it it won't stop an assault weapon. So what have we really done? I can't find the part in the legislation that talks about if a school board or superintendent doesn't want the um, Marshall program, then who wins out? I, I can't find that. And it shouldn't be, first of all, we don't need it in the first place. We need something different that's more protective before someone gets into the school. So I can't find who wins out and maybe in the in his clothes the or her clothes the, or his clothes. Whose bill is it, by the way? Okay. In your clothes, if you could address um, that in the particular lines where it's applicable in the bill. The amendment that was added that allows um, JROTC instructors to, to have a handgun in a classroom also allows a law enforcement officer or current, current or former law enforcement officer and a former service member actually to be able to go into the classroom and sit all day with their weapons. That, that amendment did not preclude them from doing that and it has nothing to do with whether or not they're a teacher. And if you if you go back and look at the language, you will see that the classroom teacher and the current or former law enforcement or former service member is not connect, they're not connected together. And so that is, I respect my law enforcement officer and I certainly appreciate former service members, but I cannot imagine my little grandbabies sitting up in a in a classroom with someone who's holding a gun because we didn't get an answer before as to whether a gun is going to be holstered, whether it's going to be stored and locked up in a cabinet, um, whether that's the cafeteria person or the janitor or any other instructional personnel. Where are these guns going to be that will never match up to an assault weapon? And if, the, if there is a holstered gun on campus by one of the other persons who are not exclusively classroom teachers, how is it, do they have to wear a jacket, um, a vest? How is it 
that that weapon is carried. Do the kids get to see it? They don't get to see it. In preschool, when kids are, they're patters. They're not kind of raise your hand. So what happens when they go, oh, um, Mr. Teacher or Ms. Teacher, oh, what's that? That's my gun. How's that going to work? I would also like to see the portion in the in the bill that talks about. If you're the just joining us, you're listening to our live coverage of the Florida Senate, the final debate in the Senate for Senate Bill 7026. That is one of the two bills addressing the Parkland shooting. Is on final debate now. Uh, if this bill were to pass the Senate later on this afternoon, it will then go to the Florida House for consideration, matched up against the Florida House bill. You are listening to uh, State Senator Audrey Gibson, Democrat, representing District 6 from the Jacksonville area. With more mental health services in the larger community. That is, as if not a larger issue, at least as large as any issue that may take place um, in a mental health crisis in, inside of the walls of a school. And that way, we address comprehensively the crisis of gun violence, except for the bill doesn't really do anything in the community, because it says the, on gun violence. It's what our bill does is not the entire crisis of gun violence throughout this state. It should be not limited, as it is stated in the intent, in the intent language, to go beyond schools. It has to. And that in itself will comprehensively address the issue. And so thank you very much, Mr. President. Senator Monford, in debate on Senate Bill 7026. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. All right. Senator Bill Munford is a former school board um, chairman, I believe. Uh, he is from District uh, 3. He's a Democrat and uh, represents um, the area uh, over in Tallahassee, District 3. The recertification of the unions. And there was far more in that bill than just that one issue. This bill strikes me as the same. If you vote against for this bill, then in the eyes of some, I, I think you'll be voting against banning assault rifles, and you'll be voting in favor of arming teachers. There's far more to, to this bill, in my opinion. For example, this bill requires DCF to contract for community action treatment teams throughout the state, including rural schools, for managing the entities. You will recall recently in the news that there was some discussion about some who make threats ain't be charged. This bill makes it clear that any person who makes, posts, or transmits a threat in writing or other record, including electronic record, to conduct a mass shooting and so on and so forth, they could be charged with a second-degree felony. This bill also establishes a mobile suspicious activity reporting tool that allows students and others to relay in information anonymously regarding a potential threat. 
This bill also follows a similar path that we followed in nine after 9-11, and that is the appointment of a public safety commission to study this issue and to come back with a recommendation. This bill also establishes an Office of Safe Schools and Department of Education, which will have a number of different responsibilities. This bill establishes a multi-agency multi network for students with emotional issues. It clearly outlines the duties and responsibilities of school boards and superintendents. And I could go on and on. But let me mention just some of the appropriation pieces that are found in this bill. $69 million for mental health. $6 million for youth mental health awareness and assistance training. And don't forget, we've got $25 million set aside specifically to replace the building in Broward County that needs to be removed. We also, I could go on and on with the amount of funds that are found in this bill. What I would ask members as you consider this bill is to consider it far more than an issue of just arming teachers. To me, that issue is the most important. School districts will have an option in this bill. If I were school superintendent, I would not arm teachers. I do not think that that is the proper thing to do. That is not a good response. I am not in favor of that. But what I would encourage all of us to do is to consider that, consider that issue very, very seriously. But please also pay attention to some of the other good parts of this bill. Thank you, Mr. President. Senator Grimsley in debate. All right, going to take a break in just a moment. We'll let you listen in for a few moments as our live coverage of the final debate on Senate Bill 7026, which is the bill that deals, uh, one of two bills dealing with the Parkland uh, shooting. And uh, right now this is uh, Senator Denise Grimsley, Republican from uh, District 26 in Lake Placid, Florida. There are a lot of things in this bill that I don't like. But what I will say that there is something missing in this bill that we haven't addressed. There was no way to address it this week in this short period of time. But the bigger reason we don't address it and haven't addressed it in the past is because society doesn't address it. And that is the children that are born into this world every day, that are born into a family that's not loving like the one that I was born into. I've been a nurse for almost 40 years, and I can't tell you how many times I put a precious baby in the arms. All right. I uh, really hate to leave uh, Senator Grimsley. I know her heart, and uh, especially a lot of those in our audience. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our exclusive live coverage of the final debate in the Florida Senate having to do with one of two of the Parkland response packages. When this is passed out, it will go to the Florida House. More live coverage coming up. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be right back. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. 
Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. But he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. Come early for our Ladies Expo, featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres, with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Rides, rides, rides. We're building new memories at the 2018 Florida Strawberry Festival with over 80 of the world's most exciting rides. Awesome ride-a-thons on special days for only 20 bucks. Plus, get a free Polar Pop at Circle K with every Midway wristband purchase. True Whip Tuesday. March 6th, any ride, just 2 bucks. O'Reilly Auto Parts ride-a-thons, both Thursdays, 17 bucks with the voucher from O'Reilly. Get a $5 Midway discount on Publix Food and Fun Friday, March 2nd, with any Publix brand non-perishable item and on Tampa Bay Times Day March 9th with a printed Times coupon and it's Moonlight Magic March 9th only 25 bucks Super Saturday wristbands 30 bucks Coca-Cola Family Sundays save $5 with any Coca-Cola brand product for details visit flstrawberryfestival.com that's flstrawberryfestival.com <coughs> building new memories I have heard the difference between a smart man and a wise man defined this way. A smart man knows what to say, but a wise man knows whether to say it or not. It is certainly always right to speak the truth, but that doesn't mean it's always right to be right. Some people learn through difficulties in relationships that the most important virtue in God's eyes is not being right. The Apostle Paul said the greatest virtue is love. And sometimes the loving thing to do is not to insist on being right when compassion and understanding are needed more. Wisdom will always know the difference. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's wisdom on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Weekday mornings at 9. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. The good news is that Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to us when we could not come to God. And He gave Himself. He offered Himself up on the cross for our sins. Praise God for that. Moving forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage, weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. 
All right, Bill Bunkley here. I want to bring you back pretty quickly this afternoon. If you're just joining us, we are listening to the final live debate of Senate Bill 7026, one of two bills of the Florida Senate that speaks to the Parkland shooting tragedy. Right now, uh, Brandon, Senator, former president of the Senate, Tom Lee from District 20, is addressing his colleagues in final debate. Let's listen in. Really good provisions in it regarding the hardening of our schools. Although I will tell you that I would prefer to see more symmetry between the obligations of charter schools and public schools than this bill contains. The charter schools don't have to do this. We only force the public school that is, we don't, well, at least we don't mention charter schools. And so if there's legislative intent for them to do this work, um, it struck me that the only way that charter schools have to go through this process is if they want to attach the state money that will be available to them from the Office of Safe Schools. So if they don't want any of that money, they don't have to go through this assessment to determine whether their school has vulnerabilities. And uh, Senator Galvano can correct me if I'm wrong there, but that's my, my reading of the bill. And then we got to a place where we had um, – some gun control in it or um, some limitations on access to, to, to weapons, and we had a Marshall program. And originally those were traveling separately, and then they got combined. And so a lot of this debate, I think for most of us, ends up being a question of the glass half empty or half full. It's a bit of a Hobson's choice for some of us. And do you take the perspective of some that this bill contains some good things and therefore you ought to vote for it? Or, you know, are there things about it that you think um, could be improved and you'd like to see that happen? I talked to a couple of people um, about this bill, and, and I know the teachers aren't big fans. I know law enforcement doesn't support this bill. Um, I know that uh, Second Amendment advocates don't support it. And yet I know that there are a lot of good things in the bill. And in talking to some people about what's, what we have before us, I got this sense that there was this expectation among some people that government could somehow protect them from the ills in this society. And I want to pick up where Senator Grimsley was because I think it's really important in this body, in this legislature, to send a message to the public that we have limitations. We will do our best. We had a robust debate on Saturday over a plethora of, of amendments that, that were uh, all across the board in terms of their application to this bill. And we have Again, you're listening to Tom Lee. He is former president of the Florida Senate. Uh, he returned to the Senate. Uh, he represents District 20 uh, from Brandon. And uh, he is involved in the debate this afternoon as we bring you this very live coverage of this very important vote that uh, is uh, hopefully going to be coming up uh, in the next few moments. What's going on in our, our communities back home? And we're all responsible. Conservatives, progressives, whatever in between. We're all responsible because I have been here long enough to watch people cloak themselves in um, commerce, uh, capitalism, to support violence in video games. I've, I've, 
I've watched people cloak themselves in the First Amendment to support the kinds of violence you see in certain types of music. One thing I wish this commission that's assigned, uh, that's been created under this bill would do, was, was, would be to try to dive into the core fundamental societal defects that cause us to have such an abject disregard for human life. What's wrong with us? There were just as many guns in this country, at least in terms of, of, of access, 50 years ago than there, than there are today. Why is it that people today would go into a school and shoot 17 innocent children? 50 years ago, no one would even have thought So a lot of this, mental illness and what have you, you know, people have been unhappy and depressed and bipolar you know, throughout history, but seems like what they're willing, the depths to which they're willing to go today, just a new low every day. And I'll close with this. It's, it's, um, it's kind of along the theme of Senator Grimsley. I couldn't agree with her more. If you could pass one piece of legislation in this state, in this country that would do more good to fix the ills in our society would be one that requires or ensures that every, every child grow up with two loving parents that have the financial resources and the concern and compassion and care for their well-being to raise them. But that's not what we have in this society. We've done our best here. I appreciate uh, what Senator Galvano ha has uh, attempted to accomplish here. And We're going to have to break away from some bill very bill. important comments that but Senator Tom Lee is making because we have uh, uh, a hard uh, break coming up. And, of course, we'll be realigning our Bill Bunkley Show broadcast. And, of course, uh, Tom hails from um, um, Brandon. Well, coming up in a moment uh, on 1380 The Biz, we'll have the Consumer Quarterback Show. On AM 860 and 930, we'll have Jay Sekulow. However, if you would like to um, stay with us with our live coverage of the Florida Senate and uh, the Parkland shooting bill, come to AM 570, 910, or 102.1 in Lakeland. I'll be right back. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Catalog joy! When you follow the various trials and testing, for the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. 
We're getting word that a Republican senator will be leaving office soon. Mississippi's Thad Cochran has announced he will resign from the U.S. Senate on April 1st. The 80-year-old Cochran will step down because of health reasons. A former Trump campaign aide is refusing to comply with a subpoena from special counsel Robert Mueller. Sam Nunberg, who was an early Trump campaign advisor, says he won't appear before a grand jury. At the White House, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders had little to say about Nunberg. Anything further on what his actions are? He hasn't worked at the White House, uh, so I certainly can't speak to him or the lack of knowledge that he clearly has. Sanders maintains there was absolutely no collusion between the Trump campaign and any foreign government. Hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses from Virginia to New England remained without power today following last week's major nor'easter that struck the East Coast. Joan McDonald is the Director of Operations in Westchester County, New York. We've gotten confirmation from Con Edison that it is one of the top five uh, storm uh, for power outage in their, in their history. Even as the cleanup continues, another storm is headed to the region this week and could bring snow. At the White House today, President Trump hosted Israel's prime minister, and he told Benjamin Netanyahu he's proud of his decision to move the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Many presidents were discussing whether or not to make that decision, and uh, they promised it in their campaigns, but they never were able to do what they should have done. So I was able to do it. The president also said he may visit Jerusalem in May for the opening of that new embassy. Wall Street, the Dow was up 337 points at the close today. The Nasdaq and S&P 500 also posted 1% gains in today's trading. More on these stories at townhall.com. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. A proposed shift in the fund treating cancers and other diseases of 9-11 rescuers is drawing fire on Capitol Hill. Budget Director Mick Mulvaney is proposing that the health care program treating 9-11 survivors be transferred from the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health to a separate agency. Advocates for the program say, don't you dare. Former TV host John Stewart was a prominent proponent of what's called the Zadroga Act. He joined with members of Congress as well as ex-firefighters and police to oppose the transfer. I'm Warren Levinson. A war monitoring group says at least 50 people have been killed in government shelling and airstrikes in the eastern suburbs of the Syrian capital. Today's violence came as a U.N. relief convoy delivered humanitarian aid to residents stranded in the region. But it said the Syrian government did not allow 70% of the health supplies to be loaded and will not allow them to. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston. 
South Korean officials are in Pyongyang, North Korea, for a rare two-day visit. Correspondent Charles de la Desma reports there are hints of progress, but tensions remain high between the two sides. North Korea has repeatedly said it won't put its nuclear program up for negotiation, while the U.S. has made clear that it doesn't want empty talks and that all options including military measures, are on the table. Previous warming ties between the Koreas have come to nothing because of North Korean weapons tests and the North's claims that annual U.S.-South Korean war games are a rehearsal for an invasion. The 10-member South Korean delegation's trip is the first known high-level visit by South Korean officials to the North in about a decade. Viewership for last night's telecast of the Academy Awards was down 20% from last year to a record low 26.5 million people. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. And we're back for hour two of the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, we are honored and delighted to have you with us this afternoon as we are beginning our final week of coverage of the 2016 regular session of the Florida Legislature. Well, of all the last eight weeks going into the nine weeks, it's certainly been a, a very unique session. We started off by losing not one but two members of the Florida Senate, uh, sexual harassment uh, and an affair with a lobbyist. We've had two other senators um, uh, admit to having an affair amongst themselves uh, within the, uh, at least the 40-member Senate when you start out with. We're down to 38. And then we had uh, the awful shooting in Parkland. And uh, I tell you what, the Parkland shooting has uh, absolutely rearranged almost everything in this session. Now, as one of the only things the legislator, legislature has to do is pass a budget, even that is in jeopardy of getting to the type of posture it needs to be in by tomorrow because uh, it has to be uh, approved by both chambers. Then it has to be what's called laid on the table, and it has to be available for 72 hours before it can be voted on. What that means is is that uh, unless that happens by 12 o'clock tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh, this session is probably going to be extended uh, through the weekend, maybe into next week. So as we have that high drama, we're also waiting to see if the uh, legislature, both House and Senate, is going to preempt the November vote uh, by no casinos. The voter approval of uh, casino gambling uh, constitutional amendment that will be on the ballot. Uh, both houses advance their packages 
uh, containing the Seminole Indian Gaming Compact extension for 20 years. Uh, The House uh, tends to freeze uh, gambling. After that, the Senate uh, wants to put slot machines in a whole bunch of uh, counties that had uh, what I would call bogus referendums. So that's still up in the air. But I want to tell you that by far the piece of legislation that has the most universal appeal top to bottom here in the Sunshine State is the response to the Parkland shooting where 17 precious souls lost their life to a a very deranged and um, a, 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 a very troubled young man. Well, both the Florida House and Senate have been working on emergency legislation and your Florida Senate actually uh, spent eight hours a couple of days ago on a rare Saturday session hammering out dozens and dozens of amendments, both by Democrats and Republicans. So a little over an hour ago, final debate began and uh, started underway in the Florida Senate. If you've been with us during the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, we have, bringing you, we have been bringing you live coverage uh, of the final debate. Uh, I think because we are exclusively the only Florida, not only station, but uh, the Bill Bunkley Show, uh, who gives you exclusive Florida coverage to the degree that we do, uh, and a widespread interest, whether you support uh, teachers, uh, uh, thoroughly trained teachers, uh, adding to the force protection in schools or not by concealing carrying arms, whether you feel like teachers shouldn't be armed, Uh, whether you think the AR-15 should be banned uh, or shouldn't be banned. Uh, In in the bills, we're looking at raising the age of buying uh, an AR-15 and a shotgun to age 21. Many people uh, of the NRA and others are opposed to that. And uh, we've got just an array of issues. One thing is for certain, there is a lot of mental health in this package. So what we're going to do is is continue what we've done during the first hour, and that is in order to bring you live coverage of the debate, the final debate, and hopefully a vote before the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to take you back to the live debate going on right now on the Florida Senate floor. Right now you'll be listening to the voice of Senator David Simmons. He is from District 9, represents Altamont Springs. He's a Republican. He will be supporting the bill. Let's listen in. Senator Galvano, for the tremendous, tremendous work that he has done to bring people together to get to this result. And it's not easy to do, as you can see, because of the disparate views that each of you has. I know that uh, after speaking on Saturday... I had huge amounts of, uh, of emails, text messages. I want to read one to you just to tell you what one view is, and then I'll tell you another view, because not only do we have the disparate views here represented by this body, but also the views of constituents. They range from someone who said, thank you, sir, for taking the time to remind your fellow lawmakers and constituents of the reason and the historical precedence for the need for our Second Amendment. Today, I thank God for you and your courage to speak for so many others who hold no voice or fear expressing it. At the opposite end of that extreme, I have... uh, people calling or 
wishing that I were in the other extreme myself. And uh, they were hoping that I would end up someplace other than heaven. And in that vein, I will say to you that uh, as we've had, for the most part, the debate in this, uh, in this uh, chamber, Senator Broxson had a constituent who was discussing with him a lively debate as to what was the right thing to do. And so the constituent said to, to uh, Senator Broxson, that says, I guess we'll have to ask the Lord when we get to heaven as what was whether you've made the right decision. And Senator Broxton, being the quick wit that he is, said, well, what if you're not there? And the constituent, equally as wise, said, I guess you'll have to ask for me, and equally as gracious. The fact of it is, senators, that this is not a perfect product. You heard me talk on the floor on Saturday. I heard you talk on the floor on Saturday about this not being a perfect product. Senators, what do we spend our time talking about? And that is that this isn't Washington, D.C. Let's not make it Washington, D.C. Let's go ahead and reach a consensus, even though it is not a perfect product. That is the reason we're here. That's the reason we've been so successful. That is the reason. That is the reason that it's assigned uh, that's been created under this bill would do was, was, would be to try <coughs> to dive into the core. Okay, we um, are listening to um, a debate coming from the Florida Senate. And, uh, of course, uh, Republicans are in support of the bill. Uh, Democrats are in opposition to the bill. And as we have been listening into the debate this afternoon, uh, you certainly can see where the opinion is very, very divided here in the state. And as we uh, continue to move forward, going to let you uh, listen in to uh, some of those senators here uh, this afternoon as uh, they come from various backgrounds. They come from uh, various points of view. And uh, as they're debating this bill this afternoon, a lot of it does have to do with uh, from where they hail. Now, uh, you've been listening to Senator David Simmons. He actually is a very brilliant lawyer. We have worked with uh, Senator S Simmons on uh, various pieces of legislation. Very much respected uh, from his uh, legal point of view uh, as uh, serving as an attorney. He is from Longwood over in the Altamont Springs uh, area of Florida on I-4. Represents uh, Senate District 9. Let's uh, take you back to the uh, to the Senate floor for the final debate on Senate Bill 7026. One of the two packages. And uh, we are going to be bringing you back to that in just a moment. Let me give you uh, an update uh, on something here. Uh, because, in fact, what we're going to do is uh, let's go ahead and take a break in just a second. Hey, coming up just around the corner on Thursday, March 22nd, is our Ladies' Night Out. So, ladies... Have you signed up for that? Now, it's going to be happening at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. It's going to be from 5 to 9 p.m. It's just $5 to register. Ladies, remember last year we were totally sold out. 
And this year it's going to be a hoot once again because not only are you going to have a chance to uh, shop at the Fun Expo starting at 5 o'clock, and you've got some great shopping giveaways. And don't forget the dessert and light hors d'oeuvres. We're also going to have um, uh, food truck vendors are going to be available for those of you who don't have time to go home. Just come on out and hit the food truck. But uh, I tell you what, it's going to be a blast. So mark your calendar, ladies, for Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 p.m. Go right now to our website, letstalkfaith.com slash ladiesnightout, letstalkfaith.com slash ladiesnightout to uh, get your tickets. And by the way, bring your Bible Fellowship class, bring the ladies. It's a fun time. We sold out last year, and there's nothing like uh, uh, just an absolute um worship center full of ladies just having a great time i'm bill bunkley let's take a quick time out and hear from our wonderful sponsors and ministries more of the bill bunkley show and we'll bring you live coverage from the senate final debate on the parkland shooting package from the florida senate in tallahassee don't go away i'll be right back This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. I'm Jenna McFarlane. When I entered the Classical Academy in Sarasota in 10th grade, I had no idea the effect that it would have on my life. Caring teachers committed to virtue expanded my view of education in a way that I never even imagined was possible. TCA kept me busy with challenging material straight through to graduation, and because of this, I entered college fully prepared for the challenges to come. The Classical Academy of Sarasota. Contact us at TCASarasota.com. That's TCASarasota.com. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,900 $65 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. 
That's 813-515-1510. Don't miss the Jewish Federation's Happy Birthday Israel celebration. Experience the Keshet Chaim Dance Ensemble using melody, rhythm, and ethnic contemporary movement to preserve Jewish tradition and stories. Enjoy as leading international group The Shook perform their take on traditional Jewish music. The Happy Birthday Israel celebration, Sunday, March 11th at 7 p.m. at the Jewish Federation Campus, 580 McIntosh Road. For tickets, go to jfedsrq.org. That's jfedsrq.org. Get ready for the next most important event that will change the world forever. Bigger than the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, and the famous Idaho Potato Bowl all rolled into one. It's the Pick and Roll Sports Show with Corey, the sports socialist, Seibel, and Adam, a.k.a. the Mayor, Smith. Join us as we look at the weekly sports world along with some lighthearted humor, all through the lens of faith. Yes, you can have both. That's Pick and Roll with Adam and Corey Saturday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. And I will lift my hands to worship you, my King. Bunkley here, bringing you live coverage of the Florida Senate. It is at it as it is taking up the their final package on Senate Bill 7026. That is one of two pieces of legislation that they have uh, drafted now. Uh, in final debate, once this uh, goes to a final vote, if it passes, it will now go to the Florida House to be matched up against the House's legislation. But first, hey, I want to remind you that uh, something special is happening on Friday, March the 16th. And uh, it is a movie that uh, I have just received my screener. Look forward to reviewing that in the next few days. I can only imagine. Now, most of you know it's the song that brings ultimate hope to so many. Often in the mind, uh, and in the midst of life's most challenging moments. But amazingly, the song was written in a matter of minutes by Mercy Me lead singer Bart Millard. And in reality, those lyrics took a lifetime to craft when you understand his family. It's about an amazing outcome and a man who was really struggling in life. So I want to tell you, go right now to ICanOnlyImagine.com. ICanOnlyImagine.com. Watch the trailer and get your tickets. Uh, you'll want to see it uh, Friday, March the 16th, certainly that weekend right here in our area. Well, we've been following the coverage on the floor of the Florida Senate, getting closer and closer to the final vote to in the Senate. Um, sorry that you didn't get a chance to hear from uh, Senator Kathleen Pasadomo. Uh, Republican from Senate uh, District 28 in Naples. Uh, She's worked very hard on the mental health aspect uh, of education, even before the Parkland shooting. Now we're going to go to uh, Linda Stewart. Uh, She is the Democrat representing District 13, and uh, this is the the district that uh, is in uh, the Orlando area. And I believe it's her district that was the district impacted by the Pulse shooting. Let's listen in. I think that in the next six months, is that what we what we plan to pass here today? Is that going to solve another incident from happening? No, probably not. So I hate that we have to be in this position and that, uh, you know, it's hard to safe up every every aspect of our uh, lives but that's kind of where we are and that's kind of where i am so i'm not sure thank you senator Rader in debate 
All right, coming up next, that was the voice of uh, Senator Joe Negron, President of the Senate. He's just recognized um, Senator Kevin Rader, Democrat from uh, Senate District 29. He represents Boca Raton. Let's listen in. I had to look up Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Who, who, I mean, I just know she wrote The River of Grass. That's really all I knew. I'm going to just say a few things about her because her life is very important, I think, to the debate that we're having. She was actually the, for the most part, the ultimate activist. She uh, was born in 1890, and she actually was a college graduate in 1912. That was a very unusual time for women to be college graduates. All the way till the mid end of the 20th century did women become normal to go to college. But at that time period, she had to be one of the very, very few. She was a columnist for the Miami Herald. She supported, like I said, activists, women's suffrage movement, the civil rights, better sanitation, opposing prohibition. She was a fiction writer, a very prolific writer for the Saturday Evening Post. She was an author, obviously, for, on several books, the most famous being The River of Grass, which sold out immediately, the first edition. And on the first line is one of the famous quotes. It's actually, uh, I've read it in many areas. It's, there are no Everglades in the world. That's the first line of the book. There are no Everglades in the world. What we have there is, is unique to the entire world. It's a very famous passage. And it was the first time it galvanized support of, of politicians where they took notice. I'm going to give you a quick little quote from former governor, and may rest in peace, uh, Lawton Childs, explained her impact, saying, Marjorie was the first voice to really wake a lot of us up to what we were doing to our quality of life. She was just not a pioneer of the environmental movement. She was a prophet calling out to us to save the environment for our children and our grandchildren. And I mention this because look at what happened with the 3,300 kids at this high school. They became prophets. They became outspoken. They became the pioneers. And they came out here, and we saw them on television. We saw them in our offices. We saw them on the news. We saw them in the paper. We saw them on our, our social media feeds. They're the next... Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is going to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And it actually makes me very happy that that is, that's going on. I've looked at this bill and I've thought about it. And former president of the, from the 20th District had a very good amendment the other day. It took all the issues that we are kind of debating on today took them all out of it and said, let's, let's work on this stuff. Let's show the people of Florida that we agree on some things. The Baker Act and taking the guns away, as the sheriff of Broward County wanted, and I believe a lot of the sheriffs want. The money for mental health that the senator from District 19 just spoke about. Just wonderful, great legacy that, that's coming from this tragedy. And obviously the money for more school resource office, officers. We could have passed that out, probably unanimously, sent it to the other side. It would have been a great bill. And as I've talked to a number of constituents, including a lot from Parkland that I, I represent, then comes the two issues of the bill that cause, that cause a, little, uh, uh, a little more thought. And the first one is it's the raising the uh, age from 18 to 20 years old on assault weapons 
same as firearms, and uh, the waiting period with that, which includes the background check. On the other side, the side that, that pains me the most, because I like that, is, is the guns in, on the school grounds. I like the amendment today that it doesn't gonna go to instructional personnel, it'll go to other folks on the, uh, on the campus. But that pains me, and, it, it, and, it, and it's what do you do? What do you do in that, in that setting? What do you th what, what's the right answer? I don't think there is a right answer, but how do I feel, and what do I, what can, what do I take back to my constituents at the end of the day? When I walked around Stone, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School that first night on that Wednesday, Valentine's Day, February 14th, with, um, actually, I, 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 I was the next day, on February 15th, I walked around with a number of the leaders. They care deeply. There's no doubt that when I was walking around with Leader Galvano, Leader Simpson, and Speaker Corcoran later that night, they were deeply moved. I, I didn't have, I wasn't there when our, our president was there. I know he did it as well. And when I walked around, I was walking around with the senator from District 32, and, and we saw these papers on the ground. We walked around the Building 12, but we saw these papers on the ground. And these papers, you know, the students in the classrooms left everything. I didn't look at all the, I looked at the Building 12, you could look into it. You saw the backpacks, you saw the roses, because it was, it was Valentine's Day from probably, you know, a couple, you know, a teenage couple, left. You saw headphones left on the desks. And around the grounds, you saw all these papers. And, and we started looking at them, and it was just so ironic that the papers we were looking at we're all about civics and government, and U.S. government, which is what we are. This is what we're doing. I mean, here's a paper. The U.S. I'm going to hide the person saying the U.S. Con and we were allowed to take these. The, the the officer said this was okay to take. I don't want to say we took the U.S. Constitution, Articles of Confederation, Shays Rebellion, the Virginia Plan. Here's one that, and in this person's handwriting, she's talking about how a bill becomes a law. Standing committees, rules committee, debate, vote goes through process again. It's almost like they're begging us to do something here. That's how I felt from it. I, you know, I didn't really think about that until I just said, like they, they were, it's like begging us, even though they've, they, and a lot of them came here to say that. They're begging us to do something. Before I conclude, I just want to say one other part, kind of just thrown in there. You know, we found $400 million for this bill in a matter of a couple weeks. The last day of session, last session, last March, April, and the first week of May, we found $50 million for a dike. The senator from District 19 mentioned about the funding for the opioid public health emergency. That's the exact words that the governor used on May 3rd and extended it on August 28th. Public health emergency we're having when around five to six to 7,000 Floridians are dying every day, around 50 to 60,000 Americans due to the opioid crisis. It doesn't seem that we are going to get the hundreds of millions of dollars that rehab needs to help these families. Even though 
the Attorney General, even though the member from District 39 said that that's what we needed. And I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that in the last few days of session here, while we still have that, sl that slight opening, that we can get some money for rehab, rehabilitative. Our own DCF undersecretary said it's 25000 to 40000 a year to help someone in rehab. But I get back, and that's one of the issues. It's, it's, it's wonderful that we have $70 million going into mental health in this bill and how the managing entities work with the, the personnel, the psychologists and psychiatrists, is very important to helping kids. Because here's a kid, the shooter, apparently, from what I read, was, in, uh, was adopted. His dad died when he was 15. His mom died when he was 17 or 18. was on his own had a little bit of money, bought some guns. How many tens of thousands of kids don't, are in that situation between 18 to 25 in the state of Florida? Don't have parents on their own, frustrated, fall through the cracks. But I get back to the legacy of, of Parkland and the legacy of the Orlando Pulse. What would they want us to do? Parkland was voted the safest city by the National Council for Home Safety and Security in the state of Florida. How ironic. But at the end, I really believe that we're moving the needle. The needle is being moved just slightly, and that's why I'm going to vote for this bill. The, the needle is moving just like, even with some bad parts All of right, it. Joe, let's go ahead, and he's it's wrapping up his good. comments right now. That was Senator Rader from Boca Raton. Going to take a time out in just a moment, but I want to remind, want to remind our pastors, very important update. Uh, my dear friend Ron Walters is going to be coming in. And uh, let me ask you a question, pastors, if you're listening to the coverage of the Florida Senate debate. Have you ever thought about ramping up and uh, maybe – coming on board with the broadcast ministry well if so we've got a free workshop that you don't want to miss it's called how to ramp up your broadcast ministry interesting enough it's a workshop focused on pastors churches and ministries that would like to start your own broadcast uh, here and it's gonna be happening on wednesday march the 21st just around the corner we'll have lunch at 11:30, and the session is from 12:30 to 2 uh, located right here in our Faith Talk studios in the West Shore area of uh, Tampa. The event is free, but pastors, you have to RSVP. Go right now to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, and click on the Events tab, and we want you to sign up. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in just a moment. We'll continue our live coverage from the Florida Senate as they debate the Parkland shooting package they have put together, which will soon go the Florida House. Don't go away. I'll be right back. the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. The chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, Republican Thad Cochran of Mississippi, says he will resign April 1st because of health problems. The 80-year-old Cochran stayed home for a month last fall before returning to Washington in October to give Republicans the majority they needed to pass a budget plan. 
President Trump says we're not backing down on his push to impose tariffs on imported steel and aluminum, despite criticism from fellow Republicans. At the White House today, he said he doesn't expect to have a trade war as a result of his push to crack down on a flood of steel imports. British media say a former Russian spy is in critical condition in an English hospital after coming into contact with an unknown substance. Police said a man and woman were found unconscious unconscious on a bench. The Dow up 337. This is SRN News. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Please make your life-saving gift right now by calling 855-353-HOPE, 855-353-4673, 855-353-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at letstalkfaith.com, 855-353-4673. We're building new memories at the 2018 Florida Strawberry Festival. Today is Grand Parade Day. Parade starts at 1 p.m. It's also Ride-a-Thon Day. Ride all day for $20. Plus, get a free Polar Pop at Circle K with each Midway wristband purchase. Jimmy Fortune appears at 3.30 and Josh Turner at 7.30 on the Wish Farm Soundstage. So would you go with me? Tomorrow features Christian Sensations, the Gaither Vocal Band, and Casting Crowns. The 2018 Florida Strawberry Festival, now through March 11th, with hundreds of exhibits, arts and crafts, free entertainment, and awesome food, including Plant City's favorite, our delicious strawberry shortcake. Get details and tickets today at flstrawberryfestival.com. That's flstrawberryfestival.com. Or visit a participating public supermarket for discount admission tickets. The 2018 Florida Strawberry Festival. Building new memories. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com checking your inbox open encouragement here weekday mornings at nine it's moving forward with dr stephen rummage he has the authority to give eternal life to everyone the father has given to him 
And at 9.30, know the truth with Philip DeCourcy. When we want to see a great awakening, we need to awake. We need to be not ashamed of the gospel. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. We're going down. All right, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, and um, we have been listening uh, since about the 4 o'clock hour to the final debate that is uh, happening uh, right this very moment in the chambers of the Florida Senate. It is a debate on the Florida Senate's um, response package to the Parkland shooting. Uh, Final vote will be coming up uh, here shortly. And uh, we've been listening to both uh, Democrats and Republicans in the debate, bringing you this exclusive live Florida coverage of this debate. I want to take you back to the Senate floor. Very emotional debate by Florida State Senator Lauren Book. Lauren hails from uh, Senate 32. She's a Democrat uh, from Plantation. She is the minority leader pro temporary. But I want to tell you that uh, her dad, Ron Book, is probably one of the most influential lobbyists, both in terms of uh, uh, influence, uh, but also in terms of uh, um, the disclosures of uh, the number of clients that he has in income. Well, uh, they are from Plantation, and her dad has been very, very, uh, not only very influential in legislature for years, uh, but also has uh, been very much uh, involved behind the scenes organizing the trips to Tallahassee, organizing the response. Um, She is uh, sharing a very emotional, emotional testimony on final debate. Let's take you back to the Senate floor. Differences in opinion and take action for the safety of our schools and our children. The day after I visited the Douglas campus, it was February 16th, my Kennedy and Hudson's birthday. They were born at 1045 and 1048 in the morning. At the same time, one year later, 14-year-old soccer star Alyssa Aladef was being buried. By 11 o'clock that day, our Senate president had driven to Broward General to accompany me, Leader Brainin, and Senator Farmer on a visit with two boys who were victims of the shooting. Kyle, who I spoke of in debate on Saturday, is lucky to still have his foot. We spent time with Kyle's mom, dad, sister, and grandmother. He was in a tremendous amount of pain, but shared his memories of the shooting and the loss of his three best friends. Mr. President, you were so gentle and so kind, and I want to thank you for the time that you gave these families and these young survivors. I also want to thank you and Senator Galvano for working so hard with each of us to honor Kyle's request in raising the age from 18 to purchase an AR-15, which he shared with us from his hospital bed. Later that night, I was put in touch with Douglas High School's 11th grade class president, Jacqueline Corin, and the second part of the advocacy journey unfolded. Advocacy is my healing process, Jacqueline explained, and she didn't have to say any more. You all know me pretty well, and the work that I do, healing from childhood sexual abuse through advocacy and making things different for others. So you'll understand the power I recognized in Jacqueline's words and the spark that it lit within me. 
From that moment forward, my team and I put all of our time and attention dedicated into work into working every waking hour of the days to follow, follow toward getting Jacqueline and the 99 of her fellow surviving classmates to Tallahassee to grant their one wish to be able to speak with lawmakers about their experiences so that they could try to make it different for others. Late last Tuesday night, so late that in fact it was Wednesday morning, I sat awake with those 100 surviving students less than a mile away from this chamber mere hours before the one-week anniversary of the day their lives were forever changed, an anniversary they would barely mark, they would bravely mark with action, breaking into 10 groups of 10 to complete 70 meetings with lawmakers, cabinet members, and a two-hour meeting with Governor Scott. Our late-night brainstorming and planning sessions were punctuated by reflection, stories, laughter, and tears. I learned how each student knew their assailant how each and every student knew that something was really wrong, but never imagined the evil that would unfold. I learned about how friends, I learned about friends who succumbed to the kind of gun wounds that none of our bodies would have been able to survive as the students tearfully shared good times, final memories, memorials, and pledges to keep fighting so the 17 lives that were lost were not done so in vain. As we stopped talking, I was struck by how mature and yet how very, very young these 14, 15, 16-year-old students were. Made wise beyond their years by a tragedy I hope and pray none of us will ever happiness and which we have the power to mitigate. After the clock struck three o'clock in the morning, I suggested we retire to our class and get some sleep. We'd be leaving for the Capitol in less than four hours. They looked at each other knowingly, realizing I was new to their post-traumatic stress reality. We don't sleep anymore, they said. We just lay down. We may close our eyes, but none of us sleep. If we do, we wake up screaming. They talked about how scared they were to sit in silence because they could still hear the friends, their friends screaming and crying. And it made me, as I was preparing for today, think about our moment of silence on Saturday and the things that I can hear since February 14th when I try to sit in silence. And I hear prayer chants from a Buddhist funeral that, Mr. President, you attended along with uh, Senator Galvano and um, Senator Montford. I know Senator Rader and I have talked often about how he still hears the screaming and the crying of those parents in the Marriott Hotel. What should I say to those kids? How do you even begin that conversation? Well, it has become clear to me that these students, their peers, their teachers, and educators, and family with school-aged children all across the state of Florida don't want us to say anything. They want us to do something. Do I think this bill goes far enough? No. No, I don't. But what I disagree with more is the idea of our allowing the great to be the enemy of the good and letting session come to a close without some meaningful legislation. My community was rocked. My school children were murdered in their classrooms. I cannot live with the choice to put party politics above an opportunity to get something done that inches us closer to the place I believe we should be as a state 
and that moves the needle on the action that we are being called to take from these families, from these students, and from educators statewide. We have been elected to, to represent the will of the people. Their will is clear. Let's get something done. So today, I support the all-out ban on assault weapons, which is not in this bill. But it is clearly the will of the people, and I will vow to continue to work towards this end. I support the outlawing on the sale of bump stocks that is currently in this bill, and I vow to continue working with my colleagues to pass legislation to completely outlaw these dangerous modifications that turn firearms into indiscriminate military-grade killing machines. I support the $400 million this bill will put into keeping our schools safe. From building security to school resource officers and increased funding for mental health programs in our K-12 system, there is no better investment than in protecting our children. I support raising the minimum age to purchase all firearms to 21 and the requirement of, waiting, of a waiting period to ensure guns are not making their way into the hands of people they shouldn't be, including those who have been institutionalized due to mental illness. I support strengthening law enforcement's ability to seize firearms from someone who clearly If you're just joining us, you're listening to the live debate from the floor of the Florida Senate on uh, Senate Bill 7026, which is one of two of the gun uh, Parkland shooting uh, packages um, having to do with the gun debate. Uh, we are in final debate right now. When the vote is taken, uh, it will then uh, pass out of the Senate if there's a vote to pass it. It will then go to the Florida House to be considered along with their package. Now, List on the floor right now is uh, Senator Lauren Book. She is a Democrat from uh, uh, Senate District 32 in Plantation right there in uh, Broward County in the area of the Parkland School. And, uh, again, she's a Democrat, and um, uh, she is uh, going to be finishing up her debate in just a moment. The work does not stop here. In fact, it is only the beginning. But today... I'm a yes, and I ask you to do the same, and to be positive, be passionate, and be proud to be an eagle. Thank you, Mr. President. Senator Benquisto, you're recognized for a motion. Thank you, Mr. President. I move that the Senate ex extend the time of adjournment until 8 p.m. Without objection, show the motion adopted. The Appropriations Chair, Senator Bradley, you're recognized in debate on Senate Bill 726. All right, that will give you a little bit of an idea, especially uh, Joe Weaver, who's at the helm of our control there for today's uh, producing. Uh, the rules chairman um, made a motion. Of course, it was automatic that the Senate uh, will be extending their session from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. That doesn't mean the vote's not going to come until 8 o'clock, but I can tell you that with the number of senators, there are 38 active senators. Normally, we'd have 40. Um, a lot of senators wanting to weigh in because this is going to be a hot political topic when uh, many of them are up for re-election uh, coming up in uh, not only in uh, November 18th. Half the chamber is November 18th. The other half will be uh, in uh, 2020. Uh, but uh, both Democrat and Republican, uh, unfortunately, the uh, political consultants are notating every word, every video clip. And uh, this is going to be a fierce, fierce uh, election campaign for both uh, Florida members of the Florida House and the Florida Senate as uh, both sides are going to be entrenched over the Parkland shooting, 
over the banning of guns, um, just so much that goes into this. Now, uh, I'm going to go to Senator Bradley. Senator Bradley had to step into the shoes of Senator Jack Latvala. He took over as the powerful rules chairman when Senator Latvala um, resigned. Uh, he is a Republican from uh, Senate District 5. He hails from Orange Park, Florida. We'll listen in for a few moments. We had conversations where I promised them. I promised them that I was not going to just move on, that we were going to do something, but that we would never forget, and we would do everything we could to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I'm a budget guy, obviously, and I want everyone to understand before they make their final decision, you can talk about the words on the paper but make sure you understand the commitment that this bill represents for now and all time so that this never happens again. Now is the time for us to be counted. Right now, in this bill, we replace the building where that god-awful thing happened. It's in this bill. In this bill, we put a memorial on that sacred place And in this bill, we make the first real effort to make sure this never happens again by attacking the root problems of mental health, of training for our school safety specialists. And these are record commitments. Four hundred million dollars, senators. When we started down this road, the world was a very different place, and the budget was a very different document. This is an unprecedented commitment to make sure that those solemn promises and discussions that were made are going to be followed through. Now is the time to be counted. A yes vote is a yes for all of those commitments that I just described. And I urge you to vote yes. Is there further debate? All right, we'll go ahead and bring it back. I know Senator Farmer is up next. He's from Fort Lauderdale. He's part of this district as well, District 34, Democrat. But we've run out of our time today. Let me give you a programming note. You just uh, heard. I just explained that the session has been extended to 8 o'clock tonight. There are still senators yet to be heard. If you're just joining us, this is the final debate on um, the Senate package of 7026, one of two Senate bills. They've extended to 8 o'clock tonight. So let me give you a programming note. Uh, First of all, I know that if you are... Uh, in the Bay Area, uh, check out on Frontier Channel 4, um, 475, I think, in that neighborhood. It is a WEDU, one of those channels. It is the Florida channel. If uh, you have that channel, I would suspect that you're going to be able to watch this. Uh, uh, if you're that, if you're so inclined to follow this debate all the way to the final vote, again, once the Senate completes this action, if it passes, it will go to the Florida House to be taken up. But I think 475 of that neighborhood for Frontier. You can also check for um, Spectrum. I can also tell you that if you have the access to stream, 
you can go right now to flsenate.gov, flsenate.gov. That's another place where you can get this uh, feed. Uh, they'll be streaming there as well. Again, very educational debate for all. Now, um, of course, uh, I'll be uh, at the helm here as your watchman on the wall until this vote is taken. And tomorrow we'll have a chance to uh, hopefully uh, do a little recapping. But uh, all eyes will now be on the Florida House as this is now uh, one of the biggest uh, focuses of the people of the state of Florida. And that is the legislative response to the shooting in Parkland. So we'll have that coming up live tomorrow uh, starting at 4 p.m. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, senior pastor, Idaho Baptist Church. In a rare part three of a three-part series, I guess it's three parts, could be four, Open the Eyes of My Heart is the topic. Open the Eyes of My Heart comes from Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, again, part three. Well, this is Bill Bunkley. Hope you've enjoyed our exclusive live Florida coverage of the Florida Senate. We'll have more about Tallahassee tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.